This is Ion Health, delving into your overall well-being with Arab Health on Dubai Eye 103.8. Fantastic to have you with us on Ion Health, brought to you by Arab Health here on Dubai Eye 103.8 with me, Helen Farmer. This week we're discussing cancer care in line with the UA's national vision for the transformation of healthcare. First guest is Dr. Rana Ifan, who's a senior consultant oncologist with 20 years of managing cancer patients. Then we're turning our attention to Dr. Prasanta, a specialist at the Canadian Specialist Hospital. He's sharing some of the resources that might be available if you cannot afford the treatment that you need. And treating some of the hardest cancers is such a challenge, but it's also what our next guest specialises in. Dr. Mahmoud Tabal is the Chief of Surgery at Alzara Hospital. And our final guest is Dr. Mr. Kim Siddiqui, who shares some of the latest innovative cancer treatments. First of all, I just want to say a huge thank you for joining us today. Um, Cancer care in the region, of course, incredibly important topic. And we're bringing together some of the best brains in the business to really get an understanding of what's been happening perhaps behind the scenes and what we can expect in terms of that patient facing uh, care moving forward. Now, you're a senior consultant oncologist um, at MediClinic. Um, So decades of experience. So really... uh, Really honoured to have you with us because you look at patient management, of course, but also strategy for future cancer care as well, the policy making. So there couldn't be anyone better, really. Before we get kind of started and talking about what you've been up to and any thoughts you have on the future, what is the current situation when we look at cancer in the UAE? How significant is a problem facing the population? So cancer in general uh, is something which uh, is on the rise because of uh, increasing access to the diagnostic and more awareness of cancer uh, and UAE is no different. Uh, so not only the cancer is rising in UAE, but also the data shows that this is third leading cause of death in UAE. Um, the last recording uh, showed that there were four and a half thousand new cases every year in UAE. Uh, similarly, uh, uh, the, the risk of dying of cancer is also increasing 10% mortality or 2010 to 16% risk of dying in 2015. However, uh, UAE has got, uh, you know, the national agenda where uh, they want to bring down the, more, the risk of death by 18% uh, in a document labeled as pillar of world-class healthcare. And that's what we are working on. I mean, when you look at 18%, when you think about the impact on on lives saved, that's, you know, an an incredible number. I just want to come back to your point there about cancer being on the rise. So is this to do with actual, and it's very very hard to to quantify this, but is it to do with actual cases being on the rise or diagnosed cases being on the rise? Because, you know, we have wonderful education initiatives. I'm thinking about breast cancer, of course, in particular, where we perhaps are, you know, catching more cases than perhaps would have been um, identified before. Are you able to separate the two? From data perspective, it is hard to do that. But I guess it's a bit of both um, in terms of, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the actual incidence rising. But at the same time, um, the number of people going for screening programs and awareness of cancer uh, as a problem uh, also makes people do some investigations which will mean that you will diagnose more cancers which were otherwise present in the population but undiagnosed, yes. I think um, for, for many it's also it's a bit of a removal of stigma has been 
a big part, certainly culture, and we look at breast cancer, perhaps, you know, your, your prostate cancers as well. Those that may have lived with, you know, silence and shame and worry. Um, and now hopefully, especially by having conversations such as this on, on Dubai Eye with Arab Health and some of the initiatives being rolled up by the government, certainly people being more open about their own experiences, people are being encouraged to go and perhaps have that early identification and early intervention as well. So when we're looking at saving, you know, kind of extending that 18%, how important is that early identification or is it more to do with, you know, treatment, technology, medications? As a cancer doctor, we not only focus on to the treatment part, but we always feel that the biggest improvement in any patient population or population in general will come from prevention of cancers. Uh, and even if you get cancer, then you can diagnose them at earlier stage where you can cure them. But uh, prevention is where the biggest focus is from the government, which is rightly so. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we know that we have a problem in the community in terms of uh, smoking habits, obesity, mm -hmm. lack of exercise, uh, you know, those lifestyle modifications uh, which the government is stressing. Uh, and that is something which is going to yield the maximum benefit, I guess, uh, as you have, might have seen that, uh, you know, the bans on smoking advertisements, uh, warning labels on the smoking pa packs, uh, similarly encouraging youth, especially uh, to do more healthy exercise. Uh, I mean, uh, I just am new to this uh, place, but uh, watching uh, uh, the prince Hamdan um, going around in the physical activities and showing from the as a leader, uh, you know, as an example, it just encourages people just to get out and do more exercise. Mm -hmm. And and all of these things are driven by evidence to show that if you do more healthy lifestyle, exercise, diet control, what you eat, uh, alcohol control, smoking control, you are likely to prevent some cancers. Dr. Ron, can I ask you a little bit about where you think it's going? Because, you know, especially when we look at healthcare and especially over the course of the last two years, we know how adaptive and, you know, rapidly responding the UAE is when it comes to um, to medicine, uh, health services in general. But what about cancer care? You know, what kind of developments have we seen in this area in the UAE? So uh, that is what, uh, you know, we live in very interesting time because, as you rightly pointed out, that UAE is just such a dynamically evolving and rapidly changing uh, economy, socioeconomic, cultural, uh, you know, everything. You know, every department you go, whether it is commerce, whether it is business, IT, whatever, you will see a rapid evolution. And healthcare is no different. But I, I think that the vision of uh, leaders is in the right direction, which is uh, focusing very hard, as I already pointed towards prevention, but also screening mm -hmm. um, to, you know, uh, detect cancers at an earlier stage, which as a cancer doctor, I can tell you that if you detect breast cancer as a screening mammogram, uh, you are very likely to cure that cancer, uh, as opposed to in old days, as you rightly pointed out at the start, uh, shame element or education element or whatever was that, people will come forward only at a very, very late stage. Mm -hmm. They will be roaming around with a big melon sitting in the breast and, you know, not showing it to any specialist. But now with education and the cultural change, and again, as I say, that access to healthcare in terms of uh, screening programs, that is, that is really changing um, the whole landscape. 
I mean, all these uh, screening programs for breast cancer, for cervix uh, uh, cancer, and now for colon cancer, for, uh, you know, the, uh, similarly for the lung cancer now for all smokers uh, who have smoked more than 30 years, if they are between 55 to 74, they can have a CT scan to see if they have lung cancer. BASMA program uh, initiative is fantastic um, to allow people to use their basic insurance to go uh, still cover the screening programs. Mm. Uh, I mean, Emirates Oncology Society um, had a task force led by Professor Humair Shamsi, uh, which recommended last year, a lot of recommendations, but one of the biggest recommendations was to, you know, have a national screening program firmed up even further, um, um, you know, in, his, in, in, in at a population level. And I think that's going to make the biggest difference. Although, we already have seen a lot of uh, change in the patient demographics and the patient population who comes to us shifting from very advanced cancers to fair number of cases now coming at an earlier stage. Uh, again, thanks to not only the leadership, but also the community in general as well. I mean, everybody has heard that high profile pink caravan going around screening uh, ladies with the, you know, for breast cancers have already screened thousands of women. So all of that helps. And I think prevention and screening is where the most effort has to go. And that is where it is going. Uh, treatment itself, uh, I mean, again, as I said before, that UAE wants to turn this place into a central hub for all advanced cancer care. And rightly so, because we sit right in the middle of the globe. Um, and uh, the services we provide, again, in the last 10 years, if you look at the landscapes, it is like a day and night difference. In the last 10, 15 years, um, now we can provide, name a cancer service, we can provide it. We can provide it better than most Western countries. Well, that's we what I was going to ask. We do have the technology, but do we have the resources when it comes to the workers to do with the skill? Has this become a hub for talent or are we not there yet? Yep. So that is exactly what the, what is uh, being very attractive. I mean, I moved here uh, only a few months ago. Where did you move uh, from, but, doctor? Yeah. So again, looking at uh, the UAE with all this opportunity of being in the best healthcare system at the time when it is evolving into it, and you can shape it, contribute into it. That is where I wanted to really be um, uh, and use my experience where I have uh, managed and led cancer strategies and some new centers in England. I wanted to use all my expertise and be there and take that as a challenge and uh, build this service further. We are not there yet, but the country is on the right track. And uh, in next five years, I think it's going to get even better. Uh, and I want to be just part of it. I think that's a wonderful testimonial that you yourself are a new addition to the UAE and have been attracted by the opportunities here to, to really make a difference. And, you know, when we look at other parts of the world, um, you know, whether to do with cancer registries, for example, really gathering that data, is that something that exists here? You know, do we know what are the most common types of cancer affecting the population of the UAE? So the UAE is, uh, is, is, is interesting in a sense that uh, the, the population of UAE consists of the local population and the experts like me. So this is why uh, the cancer registry, which is, I would say, uh, doing a good job. Uh, however, again, that Emirates Oncology Society, uh, led by Professor Homey, the task force, 
has already highlighted the need of even more stronger database for the National Cancer Registry. So the reports we have already seen produced from the, uh, you know, the, the registry data uh, shows um, that the most common cancer, of course, as anybody would expect, will be breast cancer in women. Um, and the other common cancers are lung and colorectal cancers. Uh, and then we have blood cancers. Um, so generally, spectrum is same for the UAE population or the expat population. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I'm very happy to see the very big efforts going into the screening for these type of cancers, which are most common cancers. Prostate cancer, uh, I mean, uh, one of my big interests is in prostate cancer. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, when I arrived here, um, I, I heard that in the past that there was, there was no prostate cancer. But again, prostate cancer in men, as you again rightly pointed out at the very start, taboo, people don't go for the blood test, no PSA test, simple PSA test can tell you whether you have prostate cancer or not. So in Western world, everybody above the age of 50 mm -hmm. uh, will have their PSA test and uh, will pick prostate cancer if it is and cure it. And more and more men are coming forward and then prostate cancer numbers are rising as well, not because the real rise, but we are detecting cancer at an earlier stage where we can cure them without much damage to the organs. Can I come back to a couple of the cancers you mentioned there, which the colon and lung and you know, unfortunately, there are some significant lifestyle factors that can contribute to someone being diagnosed with those cancers. To everyone listening today, what sensible, achievable lifestyle changes would you like the UA population to make so we can hit some of those numbers, those goals that we're looking to achieve? If you adopt a healthy lifestyle, which means simply just eat a healthy food with fruits and veg, less of processed food, and um, uh, moderation in everything, in alcohol, no smoking, exercise. I would say exercise, we are at a level where we can actually, some organizations will suggest that as a cancer doctor, we should prescribe exercise. Um, because exercise is so underrated when it, term, when it comes to prevention. So anybody listening to this program, I will strongly suggest that uh, 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 Look at their daily lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Look at what you eat every on a daily basis and look at your daily program of exercise. Even if you don't have time, just 10 minutes, 20 and, minutes. And I think that's really important to point out. We're not saying, you know, New Year's resolution to 2022 is to be in beast mode in the gym five times a week, you know, killing yourself. It, it is just about movement and incorporating activity day to day you don't need to go out and buy a whole new workout wardrobe it can just be a case of putting on your old pair of trainers <laughs> and going around the block baby baby, baby steps as we call exactly. it exactly you don't want to frighten anyone start, we don't want to end yeah, up sending you <laughs> to an orthopedic absolutely, doctor absolutely <laughs> yes um, at the very start i said that uh, like i mean uh, I, i'm new here but for example one of my favorite channel is the uh faza the prince hamdan thing. me too i mean when i see him uh, i mean at his at his level He's supposed to be extremely busy, and yet he has time to do all these physical activities. And he is the, he's just one example mm -hmm. that for the local population, I mean, the data I saw was shocking, that uh, the data, data showed that 70% of school children were obese. Wow. And they sampled, they sampled 40,000 students, and 90% of those students were local population. 
right? Ooh. So that tells you that how far we have to go mm-hmm. in terms of uh, educational programs like this one, where it must come out and tell people for the future, these are the future for this country. And it, and, and it needs people from, from all sides. It needs you know, medical experts such as yourself. It needs those in leadership to be setting example, as you rightly say, Prince Hamdan. It's parents as well modelling that behaviour to their children. It's yeah, in schools. It's, you know, it really is this, this 360 approach. And it's wonderful to hear that, you know, should the worst happen and the diagnosis um, be given, um, that there are experts such as yourself here in the UAE who are ready and experienced to offer advice and treatment as well. Before I let you get back to clinic, doctor, can you give us a little insight into what you see is the future of cancer care um, here in the UAE? If you could name just one thing that you think we can look forward to or should be excited about, what would it be? In future, I see that uh, the development, rapid development, as in UAE always happen, everything is so rapid that suddenly there's nothing and then there's Burj Khalifa. <laughs> so so, so yeah. this is how I see it is, it is, it is, this is where it is going. So yes, so prevention, screening, all of that is good enough for the local population. But uh, I mean, I see the vision for the leaders in UAE is to bring UAE as this hub for at least for the region. I mean, when I arrived here, I looked at the regional geographical area and uh, UAE has got a perfect geographical place, very strategic, where, uh, where people can approach from everywhere. And, uh, you know, this is also something which is in the vision to have the medical tourism and all kinds of stuff. So it's not only for business, but also at the end of the day, it is helping the humanity and other people who have less access to a good care. Mm-hmm. So rather than going far off from their place, they could just fly into like one hour, two hour, uh, you know. And, and so I really feel that uh, as UAE has kept the best in any field, it is, it is going to become a hub of a world-class healthcare, especially when it comes to highly complex cancer care, not only to its population, but people traveling from elsewhere seeking this treatment. This is where I think it is going to go. And that is where I thought that I would like to be. Uh, at that time. Well, it's wonderful to have you on that journey with us, Dr. Rana. Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. I know you've got a very busy clinic at MediClinic City Hospital. Um, So thank you very much for your time. More with Ion Health next. On Dubai Eye 103.8.